just had sex. Hey, Norm, what would you say to a beer? I'd say, what's a nice beer like you doing in a face like this? Welcome to Prognosis Podcast Season 2. Woo! We call this Season 2 because we had many weeks off, and it seems like a natural (laughs) uh, uh, break in between seasons. We are recording live from Fort Knox Studios. Many things have changed since our last season. Uh, How so? We have beer. And beards. (laughs) We had that before. Um, well, we always had beards. Matt had a beard and then oh, eliminated or it. Beer? Both. Both. Yeah, uh, we had that. We've yeah. got a fridge full of bratwurst. Not, not, not many things have changed. We do now have a uh, sound guy, our friend Pete Pena, <laughs> who's uh, looking over the board now and helped us plug everything in. We, that would uh, make him an executive producer. He's an executive producer. We are recording in our uh, practice space in what was formerly room 69, uh, now is in room D. Uh, 69, dude. That's right. Yeah, I did that. And uh, if you listened to our podcast last season, we ended with a black metal song that I tried to convince Chris and Aaron did not suck. Uh, it was a song by the band Isengard. I don't remember the name of the song because it's not in English. Um, and as I recall, Chris kind of tolerated it, and Aaron despised it. I said it did not fucking suck. I... Did so not agree with Chris's assessment. So two-thirds rule that you were successful in demonstrating that it did not fucking suck, but you were not successful in suggesting at any point that it was like a must-have in the collection. Right. Well, that's all going to change this week because <laughs> I brought a must-have in the collection. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, Aaron and I both hate it already. <laughs> he brought Emperor, didn't he? It's not Emperor. It's Mayhem. It's Burzum. It's not Mayhem. It's not Burzum. Well, then it must be awesome. <laughs> um, before we get into the I'm song, I'm going to sing like this. I'm going to have Aaron read the lyrics. But first, let's discuss the beers we've been consuming tonight. Absolutely. What a great idea that is. So we definitely did have Hop Slam this year, and it is not as good as last year. I'm a douchebag for admitting this, but it was it's too malt forward. It's not, It was a pretty fresh bottle, too, so there's no excuse. Um, it's good beer. I'm happy to have it, but it is not a track this beer down beer. I concur. I was not uh, I was not as happy with it. Whereas year. Pete is walking around with a bottle of Rich Life, which is a vastly superior IPA seasonal uh, release by Three Floyds. Once released by Stone Boys IPA, and thank you. Well, sort of. It's not quite that Belgian-y anymore. It was released by uh, Three Floyds and Struis as Shark Pants at one point, and then they had to change the name um, because of a problem with the the tattoo artist that made the original art, and so on and so forth. But anyways, delicious beer. If you can track it down, get a bottle of it. It's good. We also had a uh, barrel-aged Pipeworks Murderous, which you won't find. And, uh, yeah, that, that was tough a, shit because uh, that beer's great. You could find it if if you track it. There's a super small uh, bottling. Um, it sold out ultra quick. I only got one bottle. Uh, Chris could have gotten a bottle had he gone and picked up his alarm. Oh wow, I, I'm feeling the love. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> and we also had a 2012 Stone IRS, uh, which is fine. <laughs> it's just. Fine. It's actually getting better as it warms up, but it's still not. Uh, oh, what was the name of the Lips of Faith beer that you brought? Oh, it was the Cigar City Collabo. Um, that was better than fine, but not unbelievable. Yeah. I bet you that will taste better in about a year, um, like as it as that kind of Brett funk. is. I think it was Brett in that beer. It was definitely that. More that, than likely. 
farmhousey kind of thing going on. That's good because I have a bottle of that in my. I think case. you're. Uh, I think you got good luck on that one because it should still be available on shelves in most places. Uh, right. So you can run out and grab that one. And, I would like uh, that beer more in the warm anything. Um, anything that Cigar City does is usually acceptable to me, and most of the stuff New Belgium does, I don't totally hate. Indeed. So, so, do we have any big plans for this new season of Prognosis Podcast? Do we have yes. uh, uh, new aside from endeavors? world domination? Aaron yeah. is going to wreck a third car. No, um, he's not. Matt is going to assault his neighbor's garage. I check. I'm going to need emergency surgery on the eye region as a result of a squirrel. These sound more like dire predictions than uh, exciting news. Oh, I thought you were asking for our dire predictions. All right. On that note, Aaron, I predict we're going to uh, we're going to drink lots of awesome beer. I I, I concur. I think so that's going to happen next Sunday. Sunday. Maybe we should do a podcast from uh, Burger Antics next Sunday. That's entirely and discuss, possible. Discuss uh, all of the beers at a uh, at a Bourbon County dinner. Maybe after dinner. Maybe after, after dinner. all the dinner's yeah. over, and then we'll have Tony join us. But anyway, oh God, no. Aaron, uh, grab my iPod up there. Uh, okay. The lyrics should be pulled up. Uh, hey, you get to tell the world our, what your password our, is. Our executive producer Pete is is <laughs> you can, on. You can do lockdown. it in hand signals. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna just, hand it uh, to him. Unlock it. <laughs> well, you could have had this on paper like a real professional, like we are. But uh, no, you decided you were gonna opt for the. I don't deal high in paper. Tech. Oh, really? I'm from the 1990s. <laughs> All right, Aaron. PC load letter. You're a you damn go. tree yeah. murderer. Pete's gonna act as our showrunner here. Oh, by the way. Good. All right, so here we go. I actually like the lyrics already. Cold earth, blackened souls, blessed by eternity, dwelling under unholy ground. Forbidden thoughts and dreams, provided by strong storms of bold beliefs and black. Souls of immortality, the demons are dancing. Creeping on the path, clinging to the fairy tale, which they call religion. They are slayed by our demons of war and hurling storms. These are human creatures of a filthy and weak kind. Hmm. As we crawl up and out of our cold earth with blood on our hands and faces, we greet our brothers with horned wings and cold minds. The dwelling and feeding, it is complete. Now we rise. All right. Those are the lyrics. So uh, we're going to pause the podcast here while we listen to the song. And uh, we'll uh, be back with you in a moment. All right.
Hey, we're back. So what was the name of that song again, Matt? That was the title track off the album And So the Night Became by Eternus. It's their second full length. It came out, I think, in 98. I brought uh, my Digipack copy. I don't even know if they make Digipacks anymore. Nobody sells CDs anymore. Right. Nobody buys them. Uh, I'll pass this around to you guys. Bands make them, they print them up, and then they bring them with them to the concerts and then bring them home from concerts. Uh, actually, the lyrics are printed in here, which oh, I never beautiful. realized. Uh, is that open to an upside down cross? That would be awesome. No, but the photos in here are hilarious. Oh, that's great. This is at the peak of when black metal bands, uh, you know, put all the corpse paint on and you know took blown out pictures in the forest. Uh, because they're wearing... not selling out at all. They're they're not image conscious at all. Right. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So you called this uh, you called this dark metal. They call this dark metal. So this band, it turns, they're from Norway. Um, their first demo and EP were kind of more strict black metal and then um, I think they started as a duo and they added a bassist when they made their first album um, which is also good, not as good as this album I don't think um, and then they kind of reframed their sound a little bit to be a little bit more sludgy a little bit more doomy uh, and they started calling themselves dark metal which is interesting because there's another band called Bethlehem and one of their albums is called Dark Metal and it came out probably right around the same time. So I think people were battling over creating this new genre of dark metal and, and well, labeling their music as such. What's funny to me is, is calling this a new genre of music. Um, it, it's totally not. Um, so basically it starts off and I would have sworn to you that this is like Blessed Are the Sick era Morbid Angel. I would have sworn this is like Tampa golden era uh, death metal. Um, it did change from that, and interestingly, the, the delivery in the faster part of the song is almost more like Slayer. His voice doesn't sound at all like Tom Mariah, but his his like timing and delivery was more like Slayer. But they shift through a whole bunch of different genres and styles. Um, what I do like about this song is uh, I like the, the a few of the different vibes, that, like, a few of the different moods they played with, and I do like the guitar playing on this song. It's pretty cool uh, you know, split between the two guitars, some cool uh, diatonic third harmonies and whatnot. What I I don't like is um, the shit that happened in the middle of this song is exactly the <laughs> shit that you made fun of all this prog music for. It's the it's the weakest ever like piano interlude, which is exactly why I picked this. Song. This is the only song on the album that has that. Yeah, but it's like you you like you despise music because of it. Like, I do. You, you and, like, and that is the worst part of the song by far. And it's it's hilarious because the, the reason that that stuff's bad, in my opinion, is like you really have to have some balls to do that. And you better have some re like some kind of statement you're trying to make with your like with your piano, with your, your neo yeah neo romantic like rubato style piano playing. And it's like it's the kind of shit that like your girlfriend would have done in high school. Like you'd be like, oh, I'm I'm required to admit that I like your music or something like that. <laughs> this, so this, we can have the, this album start. The first song in this I wear album, a lot of eye makeup. The first song on this album is something like 19 minutes long, and the first like 11 minutes of that song is just like cheesy synth kind of build up so like normally i don't mind i don't mind a lot of synths and i don't require a lot of virtuosity in my keyboardist you know in general i, I just want like cool melodies and cool harmonies and and it this is, it isn't evil to do what he did but it's like it makes you the perfect hypocrite for choosing this song <laughs> so and and i enjoyed that moment um i am curious what aaron thinks about this drummer because um there's all kinds of all kinds of shit that i was hearing that didn't quite add up to my brain, but there's there's lots of fun blasting going on. That there's that whole not necessarily in time. The, the with thing the rest that of the band. I've always part of the reason I love this band so much is um, 
it's throughout this album and, and their subsequent albums. They have a this band is actually still around, and I don't know. They've put out. I don't know, a dozen albums. And I, right now, both members are 17 years old. Yeah. They've been around for a long time. I, I, the two albums after this I own, and then I stopped listening to them because they got totally awful. Like They most, started covering like Robert Smith Cure songs? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, I but one of the things I've always loved about them. this band, I don't know, see, I'm not a drummer, but to me it sounds like he's got like an array of floor times that he just goes down <laughs> the line. It's like down the hallway of, yeah. of drums. <laughs> um, and I love that sound. And there's other tracks on this album where he explores that more. But this drummer, I, it, it, I mean, like I said, I'm not a drummer. I don't know what's involved in doing this. But to me, to my ear, this sounds like it's incredibly complex. There's a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on. So here. what's happening that's not complex is effectively it's one subdivision the entire time. So it's really not hard for any drummer worth his salt to do that kind of thing. Um, it's all but about what, endurance. What's interesting about it is there's this there is this trend that is huge in black metal. It's fucking huge in like in like Norwegian and Scandinavian you know random metals. Which is to sacrifice accuracy for speed. It's like, well, this sort of is fast, and therefore we don't need to be any more precise than this. But the the mix in here, I'm not sure if it's the actual album mix or the speakers we're listening on. I think it's the album mix, but it's a little bit murky, and I'm wondering if that's doing them some favors. Yeah, it's definitely murky. There's a lot of like you, when we first put it on. You the first like, thirty seconds of well, the first thirty seconds of the song. I thought this was like somebody's cassette tape bootleg of an Amanamarth show. Because that's kind of what it sounded like to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, they, they got some, some harmony guitars going on. Like the, the drums are, are an onslaught. And uh, it sounds like somebody's sitting on a, uh, on a, you know, a handheld tape deck recording a show in a bad room. So if we were to break this down to the various instruments in this band, the guitars, I assume that Aaron, like myself, you find no specific fault in the guitar playing? Uh, not specifically, no. And and uh, the vocals, I think he sounds pretty cool. It's it sounds like a traditional death metal like type of growl. It's not black metally at all, um, but it's uh, I mean, there's there's a lack of melody, which is my big problem with death metal these days. Um, and it's always been that way. I just I've gotten tired of it. Um, is just a lack of melody in general. But it's pretty cool sounding. I just don't like um, you know, angry white kids. Uh, anyways, um, I saw a lot of shows like this when I was 15 years old that yeah. were all my friends that sounded at least this good. And then as far as the drummer, what's your opinion? What's going on? The, you know, the drumming, when I'm listening to the record, um, you know, you, you're getting a lot of the, the traditional metal drumming cliches. We should say we're not here. Um, I don't think we heard any triggering in there. No, not at all. And, I don't, and, and there was no, I didn't hear any obvious cut and paste. There's definitely no quantizing. No, there's so there was a lot of fun. Sense, this is, uh, by, even if we rip on this drummer, it's still way the fuck better than... And so many technical death metal bands and technical gent bands and all these you know neo heavy prog bands that are basically all Cubase projects. No, the the fun of this drummer and the fun of all drumming on most black metal records is uh, the 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 way the instruments are actually tuned and and represented, um, you know. But you can look back to classic recordings like Hotel California if you isolate those drums. Classic black metal album. Yeah, no, like it's some of the worst drum sound you've ever heard. I mean, those those toms are completely flat, flubby. There's no bottom skins That's, on them. Is that the kick drum that you was know? described as a uh, hitting a, uh, a an oak tree with a herring? Yes, is exactly. This one? So, no, it's definitely not that. That has way more tone than the bass drums we just heard. Um, you can't really hear a lot of the tone out of the drums. The the kick drums sounded like you know. Essentially taking a, a baseball bat against a uh, a wood plank, 
and then the uh, the snare drum itself sounded kind of like a uh, a box loaded with slinkies that you were then tapping on with a fist, um, you know, something along those lines. The, uh, the toms, totally on the to other make hand, that instrument, by the way, the, the toms were nice. I I did agree with Matt that it sounds like every one of his rack toms is a floor tom, which is not necessarily a good thing. Sometimes he's got to have but, like uh, fourteen like. 14-inch toms. I'd say that, that or he has a 10-inch <laughs> tom with no tuning on it whatsoever. Like, the head is just, like, loose and beating against They're the all, like, the same diameter but different depths. It's <laughs> <laughs> a 10 by 10. All a 10 tuned by to different tensions. Yeah, it's but, ridiculous. But uh, as, as far as the drumming, no, the, the playing I don't find a lot of fault with. It's just the, the general overall sound of the instrument isn't really, you know... There were some weird choices made. Yeah, if you exactly. listen again, there's but, some weird there's some weird playing choices made too, in my opinion. But that's just everybody's got their own opinion on this stuff. No, the, the song falls apart at the piano breakdown. So, and we're talking about the the various instruments. So obviously, uh, none of the three of us like this keyboardist, which is probably the guitarist or singer. Like, so it's it's Absolutely. you know, so it's it's kind of like an afterthought, and somebody's trying to like now we need our breakdown where we make people think about our message. And you heard the lyrics, so you know what the message is. The, um, the lyrics were fantastic. Like, I read that, and I was like, holy shit, I have no hope of not liking this song. Um, Thankfully, the song proved me wrong. But uh, I, I read the lyrics, and I was like, man, I, I don't care if it's just a dude standing there reciting these lyrics with a fucking harmonica. This song's going to be great. Now, here's the thing, though. Um, you cannot convince me that this band has a bassist. <laughs> this band does have a bassist. You cannot convince me of this fact. This is not possible. You know, the... I'd have to go back and read uh, more about the history of this band. Is the, this bassist, band, is the bassist playing a guitar in this song? You know, this band had no bassist, and Where I think they still has no bassist. And I think I think a bassist was added on this album, and I think the way it's mixed is you just can't discern it whatsoever. So he's there to kind of balance the picture. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the picture on the album liner notes. And, well, the two guitar players stand on the same side of the stage, so we needed somebody over to the right of the. But, you know, the li- I've never I've never seen this band live. The the lineup. For this album, they were a trio. So I'm guessing the same person was playing both guitar parts on separate tracks on the recording. So for this for this epic song, um, we did have a guest in the room who was helping us wire up all the audio anyways, and he had to suffer through the song. In He's our executive producer, Pete Pena. So we have to find out what is, what is Pete's opinion of this song. Oh... Uh, it was Chris, I think it was Chris that said it was, no, wait, no, it was Aaron that said it was all cliches. And I enjoyed all those cliches, but it it really did sound like the next evolutionary step of Skinny Puppy if Kevin Key went into the dark metal genre because it had all of the flair that his live shows would have. I mean, you could just conjure these images of this, this arty, arty Norwegian standing in front of you trying to look as dark as possible. Well, uh, since that are 12 years past their time are playing in the background, <laughs> not necessarily to a click with the drummer. <laughs> it just had that guy. But the, the post-production on this piece of work was what really caught me. The amount of reverb and delay embedded in this track and shamelessly not EQing the bottom off of this reverb, but but actually boosting it at like 200 hertz so that you really get that that rumble on the bottom really sizzling. And it was, you have to listen to like the last three seconds of that track because it just, it's amazing. 
Well, the, the song actually ends three seconds before exactly. the exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And every song on this album sounds exactly that. Insane. That is epic when the compression just starts rising back up with just the reverb <laughs> and delay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with this. But yes, I was quite impressed with the selection. <laughs> so, so that sounds like a tepid gentlemen. endorsement from Pete. Indeed, that's actually one of the things that uh, that Matt loves most in his music is he seems to hate production where you can hear every instrument. Like, you know, he doesn't like the idea of being in the room where the sound is recorded, which is the aim of all recorded of recording. <laughs> Matt does not enjoy that. That's, wants, that's not entirely true. He wants to hear it through cotton balls in his ears. I like hearing it when I like the music that's being uh, played. Oh, but that's not true. That is true. That's not true. You've you've established otherwise. We're gonna have to have an arm it's wrestling because match to I, prove this. It's only because what I'm complaining about is because of the awful prog songs that you're picking. You know what? This this drummer is better than the drummer of the Lost Horizon song, who is a machine, literally. I yeah. can't believe that just came out of your mouth. I know, but there was no real drummer on that whole fucking album. I know. That's what made it great. Really, you like the no drummer? No, I don't like I the no drummer. I actually, right. I I don't mind this drummer at all. I think he's actually a really good drummer. I wish uh, a drum tech and an engineer would have stepped in and be like, "No, we're gonna make you sound awesome. Just trust us." It's entirely possible on their new albums they've they've dialed in the right. You know, it had the space for it too. It really did exactly. have the space for it. There was a lot of bandwidth not being used. Exactly, that got That's sucked up saying. by the reverb, the reverb, and the guitar. It was all reverb, all guitar. It was like a reverb left and a guitar right mix. It was well, fantastic. you know, sometimes when this when a project like this goes to mastering, you know that that producer's just like, I, I'm not sure we got room for that. This is a so classic pass the you buck. You might be situation. giving you might be giving this band too much too much credit. There no, may no, not no, have I'm been sure an they didn't have the budget. I'm sure have been a producer. Yeah, I, I would be willing to bet that this was recorded like on an ADAT, like in a in a studio that is called a studio, but it's really somebody's garage. And there was a vehicle parked in this garage. This is released recorded. by Hammerheart Records. Oh, PO just the Box top frequencies itself lets you know that that was all ADAT, the blackface 20-bit. Falkenberg <laughs> And probably a uh, Roland D80 on the synth. And that was definitely FM synthesis. I was thinking DX7. No, that was FM synthesis at its yeah, finest. That go. was a D80. Thank you Thank you, you don't right. get keyboards that have their own natural reverb with the added amount of reverb that was on that track. <laughs> There's a telephone number on the back of the CD. Maybe we should try calling. What, what <laughs> we should call them right, right now. now. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you this is like the perfect time frame. I'd have to dial uh, Holland, I think. Yeah, dude, that's going to be like seven hours ahead. They're like awake this morning, and they're like they're dealing with their kids, and he's, he's going into his job. He's an accountant, by the way. <laughs> you think they have the same... Landline that they had in 1990. No, you're gonna wake some other poor Holland <laughs> Dutch dude up. But hey, uh, what year was this album? I'm so like curious. 1998. So 98. That probably was like Adat Land. I mean, that was Adats were passe at that point. But for a band like this, it sounds digitally recorded. So almost certainly that's what they could afford. You couldn't afford to record on a PC or a, a Mac in that era and get reasonable fidelity on a P- PC and on a Mac. You would have been on. Pro Tools, which should have cost you ten grand. There's a uh, there's a nice studio, I believe, in Romeoville that still records on ADAT that we can do this to our record with. Oh, let's do it. No, wait, never mind. Never mind. I've been able to record better than ADAT since I was 17 years old. The, Correct. On the CD, it says unauthorized lending is uh, strictly prohibited. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, don't hand me that CD and let me take it home with Unauthorized me. Unauthorized hiring is also prohibited. Ooh, no, you cannot give. Uh, Are we Aaron hiring a job. people the record label? This is why none of us get. Or paid. the band. 
I mean, besides the no talent part, this is why none the of CD itself paid. looks like it was printed in somebody's. You know. Actually, the CD looks the uh, the digipack is the coolest part about this so yeah, far. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if so, the digipack were to unfold into an upside down cross, that would have been even cooler. <laughs> So we should find out from Aaron. Um, are you giving it thumbs up, down, or sideways? See, I'm I'm sideways, but I have to lean towards up because it's not like the music was was shitty. Uh, the production and a lot of the sound quality was uh, was taken away from it, but the lyrics were were very well written, and uh, I I enjoy the music. But this that's the kind of music I like making. So I would say that I personally don't. I didn't hear the lyrics except for the fact that you read them to us yeah. so if i were to hear this song i would have no specific lasting impression of it but um that non-specific non-lasting impression did not include some kind of like lasting this fucking sucks impression and therefore this does not fucking suck so that's a thumb straight sideways so we got a sideways from chris a somewhat up from aaron let's see if pete ruins everything I, too, have to go sideways with this one. <laughs> I don't know what that production was about, but it definitely entertained. All right. Well, that looks like a victory to me, I think. That sounds like a square victory. That's You've got nothing worse than apathy. That's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. And in you know today's modern lifestyle, that's boring. Well, my, my absolute disgust for... Uh for Isengard didn't carry over to this band, so that's good. Well, I'm getting a, I'm getting a, a broader picture. So the next time I, I get a chance to select a song, uh, I'm going to try and uh, split the gap between Isengard and Eternus, uh, and uh, try and find something with better production values. Uh, I dare you. Maybe you appreciate, which is hard. I was, the, no, I was I saying, you, should, you should try to find something that's like because I feel like both of these songs that he's brought me or brought us are not. Like traditional black metal. That's I want true. him to find the black metal band that has like a million dollar budget. I want to, I want him to find the black metal. Like, the, I want the black metal John Mayer. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Korkaroff. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a great time with that. Be like this sounds perfectly pure, and I can hear exactly how bad everybody is. You know, actually, a more more modern uh, black metal bands, and I can bring some samples in of those. Um, no, 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 don't choose a song. Uh, Commit. I will. <laughs> I have some in mind, uh, but there, there are. Modern b- bands producing music today, uh, who are new bands, uh, who are putting out incredible black metal, and probably because you know the technology is there, they can, you know, in my mind at least, put some really good uh, re- uh, production values behind them. Well, I'm going to suggest that for next uh, next podcast, we'll go back to progressive rock for your for your education purposes. Um, Aaron and I will choose a song for you and and uh, make you like it or uh, make you deal with it. Um, and then, but we should also have an opportunity to bring a a song for. We should have Pete bring a song. Oh, we should have I'm Pete totally choose, down on that. Like uh, a a new wave tune. <laughs> we should have him choose something. Uh, something that, no, 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 not that. That's it. Can't be something that we know that well. It's got to be like a B side. It's got to be like an Eldebarge B side or something like that. So we're gonna have to have Pete's got that in his wheelhouse, man. And that might spell the end of Matt as we know him. <laughs> All right. So on that note, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're still looking for beer sponsorship. So uh, buy more beer. Get in touch with us. Prognosis Podcast. Send us beer. Uh, yeah, send us beer and we will consume it and rate it. Uh, probably favorably since we're not procuring it ourselves. But no, we would still be douchebags. That's true. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Good night. Bye.